Is it is it time for me to start? Oh, okay. All right, you ready? Here we go. Let's go. <laughs> All right, good morning, Verde Valley Christian Church. Thank you so much for being with us today. Today, I get to share with you the third part of this series, Training in the Word. And today's title is called Process It. And so we're talking all about why we need to be training in God's Word so that our lives can be transformed to be good and beautiful lives that reflect what God designed us to do, that reflect Jesus and who he made us to be, and so that we can be in relationship with our creator the way that he intended, and so that we can carry out the good and beautiful things that he's planned in advance for us to do. So we have to train to become the people that God desires for us. And so today we're talking all about process it. And we've talked about information and transformation and how do we get from one to the other? And we're talking all about that today. How do we move from information that is just a thing to taking that into our lives, using it, applying it, and becoming transformed people? And so today, that's our question. How do we move from information to transformation? Since I'm a musician, I'm gonna to relate to some things with musician ideas. So let's start off with this. How do we take a person and have them become a musician. And in my case, let's just say a guitar player because guitar is my main instrument. Obviously, they're gonna have to get a hold of some of this information and get to where they know that information, right? And now, so here's a question for you. Let's say someone works really hard and spends a lot of time taking in information. Does that make them a guitar player? So here, let's stop for a second. I'm gonna need a guitar for an example. And I guess my guitar is right here, but picking it up, that's not very fun. So let's do something a little more fun. Here we go. All right, there we go. So I got my guitar. So let's just take an example, something real simple. I'm just gonna play a basic rhythm. We're just gonna play a single note at a time and just move through something like I would do uh, for a typical song, something like this. We're gonna go ahead and move it up to another note. Right, super easy, super easy, right? So, so a very simple line. I know how to play that, right? So since I know how to do it, if we're talking about our person in this process and they know how to do it, that's enough, right? So they, they are a guitar player, right? Well, I'm not so sure. Let's just do a little experiment and see what happens. So I know how to play guitar, and obviously you just saw me do it. But what happens when we take my knowledge and uh, turn it on its head? Do you think I can still play that? It should be easy, because I have the knowledge, right? And I hope you're gonna see how ridiculous this is, but uh, here we go. This is gonna be good. even gotten to try to go into the next note. It's a joke. I can't do that at all. Even though I know exactly how to do it, my hands and my muscles have not practiced this. So my knowledge is not enough. And that is such an important concept for us to get a hold of as we're talking about this idea of moving from information to transformation. So let's jump back into that question. How do we take a person and have them become a guitar player? 
So they've gotten information, they have knowledge, and as we just saw, knowledge is not nearly enough to actually play. So what do they need to do? They need to practice, right? So now they've taken some of that knowledge, they're starting to get some of the building blocks of how to play. Let's say, for example, uh, some chord shapes, and now they're practicing those building blocks. They're getting some of those shapes, they're starting to be able to play those chords. All right, so that's one step. So we've got information, now has become knowledge, and now that knowledge is becoming practice as they work on those building blocks, those chord shapes. So now they need to take it to the next level. We're gonna go to rehearsing. And you might say, well, what's the difference between practice and rehearsing? So practicing is just getting the building blocks down. They're getting the shapes. And now we're gonna go to rehearsing and we're gonna be putting those together as we are rehearsing a song. We're practicing and rehearsing this song. And, and each of these areas overlaps a little bit across to each other. And this takes time to even get to this point. But they're putting those chord shapes together and now they can play through the song. So now what's the next step? We went from information to knowledge, knowledge to practice, and then practice morphs into rehearsing, rehearsal. And now we need to move to the next step of performing. So now they perform the song in front of somebody, in front of people, or in front of a camera even, maybe if it's online, but they're performing the song where they put it together in a performance. So now they've gone through this process. Are they a guitar player now? I don't know, that's a good question. They've started the journey. Let's go back now to the next song that they're gonna start learning. Maybe there's some new building blocks. They're coming back to information and turning it into knowledge as they learn these new chord shapes or maybe a new strum pattern. The new song has some new techniques in it. And now we start the process again. Then they hit practicing those new techniques, the new chord shapes. They move it into rehearsing with this new song that they're working on. And then they take it to performance again. So now are they a guitar player? I don't know. Let's go back. Let's do it again for the next song, the next technique. And you see this process. They go again and again and again. And this is, I'm telling you, literally my process that I have done for like 20 years or more. And granted, the process has shifted and adjusted over time. But for over 20 years, I've been doing this process. Am I a guitar player now? Yeah, I am. Can I look back and point to exactly when I became a guitar player or I became a musician? Not really, because it's this process. I had to process the knowledge. I had to use the knowledge. I had to keep working at it. And even now, like, yeah, I'm a guitar player, but I'm still learning on a regular basis as I go through this process. There's new pieces where it's like, oh, here's a new technique that I haven't used before. This is a different strumming pattern or idea that I hadn't used or, or a different way to create this chord or make it more interesting. And so I'm continually in this process of going from a person without musical ability to a musician. And so I am a musician, but I'm still in process of becoming a better musician, becoming a better guitar player as I continue to go through this. Now that's only because I've been purposeful about doing that. I could have gone through a little bit of the stages, maybe done it a time or two, and then just stopped, and I'd have some ability, but that ability would just be stagnant and not going anywhere. I have to be intentional about my growth. 
Same thing with any type of instrument. It's the same thing with my, vo my, vocal, my voice. And it's the same for any instrumentalist. And honestly, it's the same for any kind of practice in life. This process that you go through, that is transformation happening. When I say go from information to transformation, it's not like we just get there and suddenly now I'm a musician, now it's all happened and I've accomplished it. No, it's a process. It's a process that we keep going through as we process the information to become transformation. So hopefully now you see kind of where this is going and why I'm talking about a musician, a person becoming a musician. Because this isn't just about being a musician. This is about our walk with God. This is about anything in life that we want to be changed in. Unless we are intentional in processing the word of God, we will never be the transformed person God intended for us to be. We have to work through the system that he has provided for us. So let's talk about processing it a little bit more as we dive into what this means for us as believers. Let's start in the Psalms, a place that I often am in as a musician where I pull things from because it's the Bible's songbook. And although we only have the words from those songs, we can still gain so much from the truths about God that are revealed to us in this poetry. So let's take a look at Psalm 1, 1 through 3. It says this, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. So this goes through, blessed is the one, and then it lists things to avoid, who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers. But what does it tell us to do to be blessed? But blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. And so this person who meditates on his law day and night, who delights in God's law, what, what do they get out of that? That person is like a tree planted by streams of water. So, so this tree has, has all this water that it needs to make it grow. And it says it yields its fruit in season. And so it's a productive tree. It's doing good. It's creating good fruit. And whose leaf does not wither. And so it's this healthy tree that is not being overcome by the elements around it. And whatever they do prospers. And so this is what we want. And I want us to focus for a moment on the word it uses right there. And this is a word we don't use a whole lot in our regular conversation, but that is the word meditate. It says, blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. So this idea of processing it, of processing God's word, I think is really tied to what this is saying right here. We need to meditate on God's word. But meditate, I realize, is a word that is also used in a way that's really not biblical where we see it used for Eastern meditation. And we need to dig into the difference between these two and understand what it is that the word of God is asking us to do when it says to meditate on God's law. So first, let's just take a look at Eastern meditation. Generally, all of that Eastern meditation practice is all about emptying your mind and trying to 
create a feeling of goodness in you. It's trying to shut off the front part of your brain that is the part that processes data. It's trying to go into this feeling mode. And I will say, I'm not gonna go into it too much, but there is something going on there, even with your brain that's happening in that process. And what's happening in that is not what the Bible is talking about. That is not biblical meditation. So what is biblical meditation? It's not about nothingness. It's not about emptying your mind. It's not about feelings. Let's take a look at what it means. So obviously we're talking about focusing on something because it's meditating on God's law, meditating on God's word. And so let's just take that Psalm 1, 1 through 3 section where it says meditate. And that word that was translated into meditate for us in English from the original Hebrew is actually the word Hagah. So the definition for Hagah, and when you look at the different places that it's translated in different verses, comes out as to utter, to muse, to mutter, to ponder, to meditate, that's the one that's used in Psalms, to speak. And then there's a really interesting one here, to growl. It's like, what is that about? Like pondering, yeah, to mutter, you're like speaking to yourself. Those are some of the ideas behind meditate where we're processing God's word and we're thinking about it, we're memorizing it. But what is this growl about? So I looked it up. It's like, where is this coming from? And out of Isaiah 31, verse 4, Hagah is used in the sense of a lion making a growling sound over its captured prey as it's eating it. Kind of an uncomfortable picture if you're a little squeamish, but but in that verse, it says, this is what the Lord says to me. As a lion growls, a great lion over its prey, and though a whole band of shepherds is called together against it, it is not frightened by their shouts or disturbed by their clamor. So what we're talking about here is that word Hagah. And so here, as a lion growls, that's the same word that they are using in the Psalms when it says meditate to meditate on God's law. And so if you think about this with me, think about a lion that is eating its prey and has this growling over it. The lion is like working on chewing the meat and making sure that nobody else takes it. And there's this growl like, no, like this is mine. I'm, I'm working on it, I'm chewing on it, I'm getting through it. And I think that actually, even though it's maybe is a little bit gross to you, but I think it is a good picture too for us to consider of what it's like to meditate on God's word. It's this idea that we are chewing on it, that we're working it. But if you even take it a little bit farther, the lion had to work to get that prey. And now that it has it, it's, it's processing it to become part of its body, to nourish the lion so that the lion has strength to keep going forward. And I think that's how we are meant to look at God's word. And I think that's what the psalm is saying right here when it says to meditate on God's law day and night, to delight in his law. We are meant to have this idea of chewing on it where it's not just a quick reading. Like Jim talked about last week, taking it in. It's not just I read the Bible, I checked it off my list. That's not what we're talking about. Yes, read your Bible, absolutely. But there's so much more than just reading it. We want to process it. 
We want to take it in. We want to chew on it. We are meant to be meditating on his law day and night. So how do we even do that? How does that even make sense? Because obviously we have jobs, we have relationships, we have things. How I can't just be in my Bible all day, every day. And that's not what this is saying either. If we even think of, of like King David who wrote many of the Psalms, he was a king, he was a warrior, he had all kinds of things he had to deal with. And if we go back, even this Psalm is kind of referencing a little farther back to uh, Joshua. And he was receiving this, he was the successor to Moses as he was leading Israel and what was told to him was be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful where you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. So this is a guy also who's leading a nation. He's not just gonna be reading scripture all day, every day. So what does that mean to meditate on it day and night? I think very much we go back to that idea of the lion, of this chewing and this processing of Haggah. And that's the process even that we talked about with the person becoming a musician. Now we take that idea and we're going to apply it to our Christian walk. So the Bible is information. And now granted it is actually God's word, it is the word of God, but on its own, it's just that information. If we don't do anything with it, it just sits there. But if we do start to read it, that's a step forward to knowing it. We need to start to know God's word. We need to ponder God's word. We need to have this chewing on God's word where now we read it and we reread it and we think about it, we pray about it, we ask God to help us understand it as we think about his word and consider it as we go into and through each day. And it's like Paul talked about in his letter to the Philippians, when he said, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and admirable, whatever is excellent and praiseworthy, think about such things. We wanna be thinking about these good things and talking with God about them through each day. And so then we're moving into that knowing it. And so now, Point number one, if you haven't already guessed on your outline, is know it. We're going from information to knowledge to now I know God's word. So this is the process we need to take. How do I get from information to transformation in God's word? Let's start with the first step of knowing God's word. So we read it, we reread it, we consider it, we pray about it, and we, we ask God to show us what he means in it. And even as Jim talked about last week, take it in. We, we need to study and understand what God's word is trying to say into the situation that it is in. But now we're taking it into us and we're knowing it. And we move into a space between knowing and practice, even as we memorize scripture and as we consider what it means for our lives. And we start to read through the Bible and we start to understand the building blocks of scripture and understand the building blocks of God's story that he tells throughout the Bible, the story of creation, the story of humanity, the fall, the story of redemption through Jesus Christ, the story of what is yet to come when Jesus returns. Those are the building blocks as we start to understand, like the chords were the building blocks for the musician 
now God's word and understanding the story becomes the building blocks for our transformation into devoted followers of Jesus Christ, living out the beautiful life that he has called us to. So that's the first step, know it. And we're gonna move now into the second step, which I'm sure you've guessed, of practice it. And if you just wanna fill those points out, I'm sure you know what they are now. Know it, practice it, rehearse it, perform it. Now let's talk those through a little bit more. So as we read God's word, as we study it, we start to get the building blocks of God's story. But now, just like with my guitar and it flipped upside down, is knowing it enough? Absolutely not. I know and I can think of many people who have had a really good knowledge of God's word and yet their lives were anything but devoted to Jesus. Their lives were anything but fruitful and growing like this tree out of the Psalms that we've talked about. So knowledge is not enough. We have to take that knowledge and put it into practice where we start to use that knowledge. We start to memorize it. We start to think like God thinks because we know his word so well, because we know him so well and we're putting his word into practice in our lives. And we, we have this process between knowing it and practicing it and practicing it morphs into rehearsing it as we take in God's word and we start to think his word, as we move into even performing it, as we start to take those thoughts that have been shaped by God's word and those thoughts start to become actions. And as we recall verses that God brings to us, we recall how God interacts with people, we recall God's laws as we deal even with our own sinful desires and we start to remember things like, oh, the anger of man does not bring about the righteousness that God desires. And now how I speak and how I act is beginning to be shaped by God's word. Or, oh, that's right, I'm having these anxious thoughts. And God says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And so I have that knowledge and now I wanna put it into practice. I want to use it, I wanna rehearse it, I wanna perform it by saying, okay, God, this verse says that I'm supposed to come to you with thanksgiving, even though I have anxiety about this issue and I'm worried and I'm fearful. I wanna say thank you for being my God. Thank you that you are faithful. Thank you that you love me and that you have the end already completed. I know that whatever happens now, my eternity is secure with you. And so I thank you for that. And now God, please help me through this anxiety. I need your peace. Please show me ways that I can practice having that peace. Show me how to respond in these situations that I'm in to, to overcome this anxiety. I know that you can do it. I know that through the power of your spirit in me, that I can be more than a conqueror through Christ. And so do you see how in that I'm pulling scripture now that I know and then I'm putting it into practice and putting it through even rehearsal, which maybe the rehearsal is more in the memorization stage, but putting it into performance as I'm using that scripture to change the way I think so that I start to think the way God thinks based on what he says in his word. And as I start to think the way that God thinks, as he does in his word, I begin to live out a transformed life that is the beautiful life that God desires for me. 
And now I wanna quick back up and say, does that mean it's easy? Absolutely not. It is not easy. Any sort of transformation like this, whether it has to do with our Christian life or whether it has to do with our work or with our hobbies or anything that we do, it takes time and it takes commitment. And when you take time plus commitment and you multiply it by this process of meditating on God's word, which is really getting to know God equals transformation. And like we talked about with the musician earlier too, does that mean I do that and now poof, I'm transformed? No, it's a process. If you go five years from now and you take that time and commitment and that process where we go back to God's word and we learn to know it and then we start to practice it and we memorize it and it starts to become the way we think as we rehearse it and then it's that we're performing it because we're using it in our lives and we're using it to speak truth into the lives of people around us and encouragement into the lives of people around us and to speak encouragement into our own life, then we're performing this and through that we are transforming. And so if you look five years down the road as you do that, you can then look back, you can say, wow, I'm a different person than I used to be. I, I'm being transformed. Are you done? No. Five years from then, hopefully your transformation continues. And even I think of the video that Jim shared last week and it made me laugh so much because it spoke to me of Timothy Keller. And when he said, do you remember when you were a little kid and how your 10 year old self thought your five year old self was an idiot? And then your 15 year old self thought your 10 year old self was an idiot. And then your 25 year old self thought your 15 year old self was an idiot. You're an idiot now. And that just made me laugh so much because I've said those words up until the you're an idiot now. But it was just like, oh, that makes so much sense. I am an idiot now. I need to trust God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. It's like that verse that Timothy Keller shared. We are still in that process of transformation where we are still, when you think of who God is and the knowledge of God and the power of God and the goodness of God, he is the one we should be listening to. He created us. We are idiots. <laughs> like truly we are. And I know I am still now, but I can look back at my life and I can look back and go, yeah, I, I've changed since five years ago. I'm a different person. And 10 years ago, I'm a totally different person than I was 10 years ago. And I can see how my, my thoughts have changed and how I am moving closer to what God wants me to be. I'm starting to think more like him. I'm starting to act more like him. Do I have a long, long way to go? You bet I do. But I'm in that process of transformation. And that is what this idea of biblical meditation is all about, is that we go through this process, we consider the word of God, we take it in, we pray about it, we pray it back to God, we pray scripture back to God, we sing scripture back to God, we think about what God has said, we say it to ourselves again and again until it becomes how we think. The more that we go through biblical meditation, the more we go through this process of transformation, the more you will know God by being close to him, just like the tree in the psalm was close to the water, and the more we will think like Jesus. 
And if we begin to think like Jesus, we will start to act like Jesus. So now let's say you're getting into this process and you're doing it again and again and you're being transformed by this process and you're getting to perform. Now I want to go one step farther than that performance layer and we're going to jump back just for a second to the musician concept again. So last week I had something go wrong while I was leading worship and very often things go wrong during the performance. So even though I know what I'm supposed to do and I practiced it and I've rehearsed it and now I'm performing it, things go wrong. And so I broke a string in the middle of a song. And also what happens when you break a string typically on a guitar is all the rest of the strings go way out of tune. I could just panic and go, oh no, now I don't know what to do. But because I've been doing this process for the last couple of decades, I don't have to panic. I can just think it through real quick and go, okay, I'm gonna need to retune my guitar. And so I'm still trying to do the lead vocal and I'm thinking of, okay, there's a big chorus coming up and I wanna be back in for that chorus for the rest of the band so I don't leave them hanging. But I've gotta get this guitar tuned back up so that I can do that. So I tip my microphone down and I continue to sing the words because I know them. I've led this song probably hundreds of times and I've practiced them and I've rehearsed them and I have performed it again and again. I'm kind of going on autopilot there and I turn off my volume, turn my tuner on and look down so that I can tune and I start tuning up as I'm singing. And so in that situation, if I hadn't done this process hundreds of times, if not thousands of times at this point, from information to knowing it, to practicing it, to rehearsing it, to performing it, I probably would have panicked and I wouldn't have been able to get it back together. Maybe I would have just had to stop. But because I have that, I'm able to fall back on my training and I'm able to then move forward without coming apart. So now back to our Christian life, back to real life. What do we do when we're performing and we're living, we're trying to do this process in our Christian life and we're trying to live out what God wants for us and we're trying to meditate on his word? Life doesn't always go as you expect. The performance doesn't always go as planned. So what do you do? What do you do? when your three-year-old niece dies of brain cancer? How do you handle that? And I tell you what, you have to fall back on the training that you have been practicing. It doesn't mean it's not gonna be hard. It doesn't mean everything's gonna be easy. But those things aren't gonna destroy our lives. They're not gonna send us into a downward spiral that never comes up. We know that God is faithful. We can pull the pieces back together we can get back up knowing God is with us and knowing that God has our eternity set. Our forever with him is secure and we can move forward because we fell back on God and his faithfulness as he carries us through those situations. And so what I would hope for you coming out of this, maybe you're someone who says, I have no training. I have nothing to fall back on. What do I do? Take that view of yourself. Where do you want to be five years from now or 10 years from now? You want to have training. So what do you do now? Start now. It's never too late to start. And God is faithful and he will be faithful to you even with a little bit of training that you start with. Look to his word. Start to get those building blocks. And even like Jim talked about last week with things like the Bible Project, Get an overview of what the Bible says. Get an overview of a book of the Bible. Read the Gospels. Start to understand what Jesus asked of us. Start to live it out. 
God will be faithful to you coming to him and asking him for help when you come to him and repent so that you can receive his forgiveness and move forward in your training. You remember how I said Eastern meditation was all about emptying your mind and reaching the state of just feeling good by not thinking about anything? Biblical meditation is so different than that. Biblical meditation is taking a hard look at ourselves, looking in the mirror. God's word is like a mirror into our lives and it shows us what's wrong with ourselves. And so biblical meditation is confronting what is wrong in ourselves when we use God's lens and God says, this is what's true. And I need to know that. I need to know what's true and I need to practice it so that I can look at myself and say, oh man, there's stuff in me that's not true. There's stuff in me that's not right. And I need to align it to what God says. That's where we have that transformation begin. So start now. God will be faithful to you as you continue to move towards him in this process. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We have a prayer team over on the side of the stage. Love to pray with you about anything that you have going on. Next week is going to be our last part of this series, Training in the Word, that Jim is going to be bringing. So I hope we'll see you then. God bless you guys. Have a great Sunday. Go train in his word.